Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of From the Backseat. Spurs fans get their wish as Conte leaves the stadium early. Liverpool cruise past an undercooked and oversold Ajax side. Chelsea complete their remarkable turnaround of fortunes against Salzburg. And City and Dortmund agree a draw is just better for everyone. All of that and any other business on today's podcast. Um, as usual, it's your it's your two co-hosts, so myself Jack and my co-host Hugh. How are you today, Hugh? I'm good. I'm disappointed you didn't say wonderful Hugh after last pod. I did think about it and I was like, it's weird. I'm just going to let that trend die. <laughs> Let's not take it off. It's just weird. Just put wonderful Jack on a t-shirt one day, just to weird everyone. <laughs> Have you ever seen Shark Tank? Uh, There's a Mr. Wonderful on it, which I've always found a very weird nickname. Well, it's funny that. It's funny how things work out, isn't it? <laughs> Wonderful Jack. Yeah. He's he's a weird guy. I don't want Mr. Wonderful to be associated with me personally. <laughs> we'll let it die. We'll let it die. You must be very happy today. <laughs> I am, mate. We are a topsy-turvy team, but it's nice when uh, we, win the, we win. So, loss on the weekend, I assume, but... I'm going to enjoy it for a few days, let it marinate. It's the right side of the coin this time, wasn't it? Well played. GG's. Yeah. You must be happy as well, mate. Some uh, absolute robbery for Tottenham. Oh, can't wait to get onto that one. Oh, can't <laughs> wait to get onto that one. <laughs> what a great match. <laughs> uh, goodness me, sorry, I'm trying to sort out my bloody power station. Apologise, everyone. I'm having, a, having technical difficulties, which is poor form. Shall I just say words? Shall I just say words? Just say words for a second while I... Words. Well, I've got some exciting news. Um, we're going to be we're going to be doing a World Cup podcast and we have verbally and not contractually, but <laughs> mostly verbally found some excellent co-hosts um, and guest hosts to participate during that because there's a lot of matches and it's probably going to be more interesting if we have more voices and more opinions. So... More updates on that as it goes, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be good. Right. I haven't resolved it. We're just going to work on this. So let's just let's just run through the first half. <laughs> okay. What have we got yeah. first? What have we got first, Ange? Unsurprisingly, Ajax nil, <laughs> Liverpool free. Love it. Fucking love it. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I, to be honest, this probably was the most exciting game for, well, minus Spurs, but that was mild in controversy. That is a fair place yeah. to start. So take it away, Jack. Come on. Give us the analysis. Well, Liverpool qualify for the next round in second place with a game to spare. Yes, maybe we can come first, but we got humped, what, 4-0 by Napoli? So I'm not holding my breath that we're going to beat them 5-0 um, next week or whenever it it's is. It's unlikely. So second place will do, considering it felt like the world had ended when we got humped that badly, 4-0. So I'll take it, mate. And we just play the kids and just not worry about it. I'm fine with that. Um, honestly, you feel like Ajax are a good team, but truthfully, they just they don't look like the same team. They've sold so many of their big players, and mm. I think it's caught up with them a little They've bit. Been gutted. They looked, yeah, they looked just quite average. There's still like signs that it's Ajax. They play some nice football, um, but yeah, maybe not quite as impressive as it looks on paper. Being them, yeah, I agree there. Um, I feel like they had flashes in the first 20-25 minutes though where feasibly they could have scored two I think that would have changed obviously that would have changed the game do you know what I mean but yeah mate once you got that first goal things got quiet and once the second goal went in it was just um, it was a bit of a procession really for Liverpool it was uh, easy days which is which is what you need I think I think it's actually a really good thing that you've managed to get through the group stages 
I agree because where it was like we said things could be different in March we might not be in such a such a weird funk we might be good by then so it's good to just get through worry about it later now we can focus on being less shit um, but yeah Liverpool started again like they've just woken up and they're half asleep um, I hit the post after two minutes and then just dominated the first 30 minutes had a lot of chances Alisson was good he's just having a really good season Alisson which is always a bad sign that you're struggling where your goalie's having a good season because it means that he's having to do too much stuff probably your best player if I'm being completely fair there's not many choices especially fit ones so yeah you're probably right <laughs> I would have said it might be Diaz but he's he's gone now RIP big loss Diaz I have to say big loss yeah massive loss yeah. but we move mate Joss is a big loss as well because he's really good but whatever we move mate luckily we're not relying on just three attackers these days we've got at least five and Firmino's back and he's looking good this um, is true Salah scored a nice goal it's always good to see him uh, see him score. I feel like we shifted him out to the right at the start of the season and he basically just hugged that that flank and didn't really get involved and now he's basically playing as a forward again. We should just never make that mistake ever again. He get should only involved. operate in the centre and any time he's pushed that wide we need to just he needs to ignore those instructions because he's just so much better. Got an assist and a goal in this game. Mm. Scored a nice dinked finish nice little finish that was it was a bit rubbish shouldn't have rushed say, out but, but can't take it away from the finish it was a good finish and especially as Ajax up until that point had really had the better of the chances it just knocked the stuffing out of them that right before half time yeah amen and then yeah Darwin mate every game there's talking points about him he is so he's just so funny to watch <laughs> man so like there's one like really nice move Firmino laid it off to him it was basically a tap in and he just wallops it full power against the post. And you see, yeah, that was of course, awful, of course, awful this that awful. Miss. I mean, he made up for but it, then, didn't he? He made up for it. Yeah, then he scores a nice goal, a nice header um, from a corner. He's just very good at heading. It turns out, not so good at shooting with his feet on occasion. <laughs> but what was funny is how that corner came about as well. Was him kind of what looked like a cross, but it wasn't a cross. It was a shot. It was a Darwin Nunes special. There's already a Nunes special. Point. You know, it came from a, cla- yeah. a classic shot from him. But yeah, it was a good header. It was a bloody good header. You, you feel like all the parts are there. It's, it's just, it needs a little work. He's a big confidence. As long as he's scoring goals. Yeah, he needs confidence from his teammates and that. I noticed Salah, which is very uncharacteristic of Salah, gave him like a massive round of applause after that cross shot that got the, that conceded the corner. Yeah. So he's just trying too hard. He is trying too hard. He'll settle in though. I think at least he's not in the sort of weird funk that like Peter Crouch had or Werner had where... They haven't scored for quite a long time. He's still scoring a lot. And noticeably struggling. Hasn't he got six goals now, including last night's? That's not bad. Considering he hasn't yeah, played a lot he's... of games. Here's a hot take, mate. He's a better striker than Gabriel Jesus. Well, if we're going to judge you by goals, then yeah, he is. Apparently, six goals. It's not bad. I won't take that six kind of goals, slander, though. More I'm, goals I'm, in I'm less games. Not even entertaining that. It's absolutely <laughs> not true. We all know that's not the case. <laughs> I mean, statistically, he's a better striker. <laughs> oh, man. My eyes don't deceive me. He's he's a work in progress. He is a WIP in the purest sense. Um, he he has an unfortunate... He's an unfortunate reminder of Andy Carroll. That's one of the main issues, I think. He looks a little bit clumsy and he's got a ponytail yeah. and he's obviously a, a striker. The last time this happened, it didn't go very well. So 
It's it was the manner time. of the way he hit the post. It's reopening wounds. Yeah, that post yeah. for... Yeah, but hey, he scored. He redeemed himself and if we look back at it, he's got a goal this game and a 3-0 comprehensive win away from home in Champions League. So I'm not going to jump exactly. on. I'm not, I'm not going to slander. Um, no. Nice little goal for Harvey Elliott as well. Either. Wasn't it? He proper slammed that near post, Reese James style. Reese James style, Saka style. It's just lovely. Like it's a really nice reverse pass from Salah, right foot, which is uh, Elliot, Elliot's weak foot to finish. Yeah, mate, it's getting better and better every game. And mate, he's coming. He's coming. He could be a late entrant for the England squad, I reckon. A couple injuries. You never know. What is his position? Like, I think currently it's a sort of box to box midfielder, which could be quite good because we have quite defensive midfielders in general. So, could be a nice option off the bench or in different games couldn't he play off Someone the right to kind of link up can play off the right as well so it could yeah, just be, be a useful. nice cover as well we have said we, we have a dearth of true right you know right winging players and he can cut on that left so yeah I wouldn't be unhappy to see him on the play if he carries on I suppose there's not that many games left now though is there really no not really it's probably too early for him but he's definitely getting better and better and now I don't feel I don't feel uncomfortable when he plays like he's going to be a weak link he's just a solid a solid first teamer now yeah yeah that's a testament to him love that from him baller mate baller cheers Fulham <laughs> poor Fulham <laughs> Fulham would be so good if they kept all um, their talents wouldn't they yeah I know they're alright actually Fulham, Fulham are doing fine I'm not I'm not worried about them and yeah final words a nice clean sheet for Liverpool unheard of a very bad defeat against Forest <laughs> unbelievable nice, Unbelievable, Jeff. I, it's yeah. it's actually dumb, isn't it? It's mm. actually dumb that we lose one nil to Forest and then we beat Ajax away three 0 Like, what does that say about Ajax, or what does that say about the Prem? Like, one of them is so OP now. Like, Forest can't be better than Ajax. Maybe we're just shit, but you know what I mean. The optics aren't great. Mm. I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's very stark, isn't it? And you almost feel like Liverpool didn't really like step it up that much between Forest and Ajax. Um, no it was just more clinical maybe had some more clear cut chances I mean you could you could argue Salah's goal was was a goalie mistake right because he did come rushing out um, but you can't yeah. take away from the finish because it was the only thing you could do really but I know what you mean I know what you mean like are Forest better than Ajax hmm. I'm just thinking like now this current version of Ajax where would they finish like solidly mid table in the Prem yeah. maybe like even bottom half I don't know I mean, we're struggling to get in the top six currently, so God knows. It's got to be below us. Or are you just wildly inconsistent as a team at the moment? Maybe it's a bit of that as well. It's just—it's hard to put your finger mm. on it, is it? Liverpool are so scattergun this year. It's really hard to kind of... It's so kind of inconsistent, their results and their performances. It is game to game. Um, yeah. I feel like the narrative is building, mate. Every time we have a really scattergun, weird season like this, the Champions League, we, we get to the Champions <laughs> through... Like, do you know what I mean? No, it's I always off the back of these horrible seasons. The narrative is building, mate. So I'm calling it, mate. Oh, We're gonna Darwin get to Nunes to score the winner in the Champions League against Haaland City. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Off his shin. Off his straight shin. off the shin on yeah, the volley. Yeah, a beautiful shinned goal. Ah, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Maybe that could be your, your saving grace this year. Eighth place in the Champions League. Yeah. You take that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you take that. Season. We just go, we go all in. We go all in, man. Fuck the Prem. It's over. Didn't want it anyway. 
Won it once. Won it once. That's enough. Yeah. Broke, broke the curse. <laughs> it's done now. Don't need to exactly. get hands on that again. See you in 20 years. Nice one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. We move. We fucking move. So does that mean Liverpool qualified now from the groups? Isn't that right? Assured. Yeah. To go into the next round. Yes. Yeah, so we got... We are six points ahead of Ajax, I believe, of only one game left. And we beat them both times, so... We're through solidly in second place because we're not going to beat Napoli. We're not going to get better head-to-head against Napoli. They are they are seriously dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see who we get because it could be quite a nasty draw if we come second. Yeah, not ideal, but hey, once you get to those knockout rounds, it's anyone's game. and It's so hard to predict what the team is going to be looking like after a World Cup and then a transfer window. I feel like the January transfer yeah, window exactly. is going to pop off as well. Off the back of like decent World Cup performances and, and teams obviously struggling for fitness, etc., it's going to be an extraordinary period. I think so, because the other thing with the World Cup is that there might be quite a lot of injuries because it's in the middle. Yeah, exactly. So it's like players are usually quite burnt out by that period. I mean, don't forget, in only in England do we play through the winter. Everyone else has a winter break, so a lot of these players, condition-wise, aren't going to be able to do it all through the winter and play like games every three days so could be a lot of injuries it's going to be all so it could be it's going to be an interesting in January just to see how it how it plays out we could see like a, a wild card winner I reckon purely down to kind of the circumstances of, of this winter world cup but anyway mm. deviation.com let's move it on um, good win good win for Liverpool I have to say I have to say I thought they might struggle against Ajax but comprehensive free now me too and another away win for an English team. Red Bull Salzburg 1, Chelsea 2. Um, a game of wonder goals is probably how i describe this one, really. Every single one was beautiful. I'd agree with that. Absolutely stunning. Um, have a special to finish it off. almost thought that Salzburg were a bit unlucky, really. Um, I see you've noted here Sterling at left wing back and Pulisic is right wing back. <laughs> Potterisms. Brilliant. Pure Potterisms, mate. It's weird. It's weird. You think when Sterling signed, the last thing he wanted to do was be playing left wing back. It's such a dead... Oh, I reckon he's hating it, you know. Because... I reckon he's just before the because, World Cup. Because well, you, you have to do so much tracking back, so much shuttling back. Um, and he obviously just wants to like be up there and score goals and be creative. Instead, he's got to fucking look after the whole left flank, protect Kukure. Oh, fucking nightmare. Mm. Can you imagine? And Pulisic, right wing back. That is so Potter. This is a guy who's basically solidly played left wing his entire career. And he's gone to the other side of the pitch. He could do it, gone, though. Like, I feel what? like Pulisic could be probably morphed into a Potter wing back thing. Like, I don't think Raheem can. I think it's too late for Raheem to be doing something like that. But we've seen with Trossard and to an extent Solly March that it is possible to to score a number of goals oh, from that I, position. I, I think this is I think this is the long term replacement for Reese James now. Just Pusic. He's oh, tried a few people. Pusic looked the best. And yeah, I think this is it. It's just classic. It's pure Potterisms, mate. He just looks around the squad and he's like, Anyone fancy it? <laughs> okay, you, you you'll do it. You'll do it. You can do it. I can't say that like they came off they didn't come off with you know fly marks in my opinion but I suppose that's to be expected when you lob two really attacking wingers in your <laughs> win back positions I suppose it's to be expected um, yeah it was anyone's game times, on one. it was more like they were playing with five forwards for quite a lot of it mm. which was quite cool which explains probably why it's quite an exciting game like Chelsea Chelsea played really well some mm. of their moves are some of the best moves they, that they've done in Ages, absolutely ages. Second half of the Since first like half, early Tommy Tuchel. Yeah, second half, first half. There was some great football. 
But I just feel like Salzburg were always in with a shout, um, especially when they got it back to 1-1. I feel that was anyone's game at 1-1. And Kepper again, mm-hmm. showing why he was a 70 mil keeper prior to joining Chelsea. It's just unbelievable. The revolution for Kepper. <laughs> no one could see this coming a year ago. Or even I agree. Although there, there were some flaps towards the end of the second half and it was just a reminder that He's a bit of a flappy guy still with crosses. He's, he's just, not totally rock solid. He's a natural flapper. He reminds me of Casillas. Casillas is a bit of a flapper as well. And if you can get yeah, like that consistency, exactly. then, you know. You Everything else, he looks really good. But yeah, a bit of flapping at the end. Just a reminder, he's not He's not like the second coming of Oliver Kahn suddenly. He's still Kepper. Mate, I Which mean, is nice, because I thought I'd lost my mind. I feel like I'd take him as a number one right now. The way he's just pulling off them saves. I love Ramsdale. Don't get me wrong, but... I think he's making his way to being one of the top keepers again. It's weird. It's fucking weird. Maybe. I'm going to need a, a longer body of work than six games or seven games. going to need a whole season. Yeah, but I feel like six, seven games. Like He's just putting good saves off. I don't know where this is coming from anyway, to be fair. <laughs> I've become a Kepa super fan the last couple of weeks, I swear. To yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a weird It's just a weird story. It wasn't supposed to happen. No. So it's just, it's interesting. Mendy's gone from like best keeper in the world from six months ago to <laughs> sitting on the bench. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Just running down his, his pretty pitiful contract. Yeah. He's earning what, a third of what Kepa's on, I think. So it was always, I feel like it was always going to go this way. The club wanted it to go this way. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's a real fall from grace for him. But anyway, we are deviating. Yeah, man. So what else did you notice, Jack? Talk to me. Uh, six of Salzburg's starting 11 were 21 or under just a football manager dream mate honestly so dreamy Salzburg are that team though it's just all the youngsters they just funnel them all through Sesco in particular is very noticeably good and his value is going up and up and up and Leipzig are getting a bargain because they really agreed a a deal for him to move to RB Leipzig so just on that conveyor belt I think we can consider Salzburg as the most competitive feeder team in world football yeah, mate. They're honestly so good. When you think like their team is so young and like the goal that they scored was so nice. Like it was a perfect cross, first time finish and they they caused Chelsea a lot of problems. Chelsea could have made it easier for themselves if the if Aubameyang just decided to score any of the maybe like four mate, or five chances he had. The real Aubameyang came out last night. Just, <laughs> just useless, isn't it? I'm sure you were cheering you were just watching it like there he is exactly every Arsenal (laughs) fan remembers this side of Aubameyang where he's just like mate like it's actually unforgivable the amount you miss but he will score you know he's he's one in five kind of guy but last night he had a bit of a stinker I mean yeah it it was an interesting duel and I think the Salzburg goalie definitely won that battle (laughs) 100% so (laughs) 100% he won that one you win some you lose some some, it's just funny mate it's just it's not is this the curse of a you've got the Chelsea striker curse which is a real thing where as soon as you put on Chelsea Blues after about five games you start becoming unable to finish properly and then you've got Graham Potter who famously can't have strikers who score goals so it's quite a conundrum that might unfold to be fair where Chelsea all of Chelsea Chelsea are like the best footballing team in the world but as soon as they get a shot it doesn't go what number has he got on his shot he's picked the number nine that is the curse number at Chelsea he's done it it's happened. You it. always look. Lukaku had a good first month, and then it all just blew up. Bamiang's had a good what, couple of weeks, so we'll probably get into the end of that. 
and now the curse is kicking in. I'm calling it hot take. Aubameyang to not score any more goals for the World Cup. Ooh, that's a big shout. That's a big shout. But I mean, if he if he if he flops, there's there's history behind that shirt number, mate. Like I wouldn't take that shirt number yeah. if I was going to Chelsea as a striker. Retire it. Retire. I retire it. Just retire, Just retire it. it. Just move on from the number nine because. Give it Drogba. Just retire it for Drogba. Make up some reason. Just give it. Just give it Drogs. Just give it Didier. Yeah. Just give it Didier. Um, I mean, weirder things have happened. Oh yeah, like Jude Bellingham, Birmingham. That was a weird one. That's exactly what I was thinking. Which may turn out to be a fair move, but you can't retire shirts for teenagers. It's weird. Not after thirty-four games. That is, that is a joke. Anyway, no. We should. If he ends know- up being messy, then fair then fair I mean he's on his way he's on his way we love Jude yeah more on that later we need to um, talk about the Wonder Girls Kovacic yeah we do that was a weird finish that you almost really like that it. goal yeah it's just it didn't look right but it was a great goal a great goal he he did score a goal it wasn't that similar but it's kind of similar against Liverpool where he just kind of hit it with no backlift on the volley similar and it went in so this is a thing that he can do it's just it's weird it's not I feel like it's not technically good but he's just able to do it and I don't think anyone else can replicate it in the moment it was a very so unconventional quite a, quite a useful, yeah it is isn't it because he's just he's just slicing it basically that's what it felt like he was going across it wasn't he but it was almost like a tape punt like you said there was no backlift it was just like a stab yeah it was, it was it was kind of like in the park where you do headers and volleys you just try and you just try and hit it yeah. it doesn't really matter where it goes yeah but obviously he's a professional so he's a lot better at it but yeah mate it's pretty cool he's actually um, underrated I like Kovacic he's very underrated he is in the same mould as like Verratti or other players like that where they just pick up the ball and they either distribute it or they carry it and you can't get the ball off them no matter what you do you just can't get the ball off them mm. he's one of them where you don't really appreciate him but then when he doesn't play you probably have less shots you probably have less Carries. possession in the attacking thirds you know yeah. he's just like he links it all together really nicely and you can't tackle him keeps it ticking he's just super annoying like that yeah. he just he wriggles through no matter yeah. what he's just, a, he's just a solidly good player and bloody Chelsea I don't know how he's ended up there as well oh yeah mate he's come from Inter where he was one of their best players then he went to Real Madrid and he was good there uh, underrated he's world class world class he's underrated but I think that was only the second best goal of the night. Kai Havertz just doing a Kai Havertz special. Um, just classic, really. Yeah. Very similar to the goal he scored for Germany against England. Where he just kind of... Yeah. Boop. Just top corner. Just top bins. Just lovely little kind of finesse side foot curler. It was. It was proper like FIFA finesse, yeah. wasn't it? We just edit a box and you just take one touch, you just bend Onto it. Your kind of like it was side. really nice, but... Mm. He's just, he's just a weird player, isn't he? He's just so strange. Generously, you can use the word mercurial if you want, but he's he's odd. Because like he had maybe like two headers that were a lot easier to score where he just didn't even try and head them properly. And he's just, he's odd. He's just an odd player because he's capable of doing things like that. But then he's also capable of just not doing basic things well. He's very strange. I mean, his goal record is pretty poor. It's pretty poor. But I swear like he just scores one of the goals and tap like there's his two specialities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's got world class wonder goals and world class anticipation, but everything else just lacking. Mm. He's just a weird one because it's like you don't even know where he's supposed to play. Yeah, I had I had such different like ideas of what kind of player he was before I actually watched him play. 
and now that I've watched him play I'm like I don't really know what kind of player you are he's definitely an attacking player but it's a bit like Richarlison I think if I had to think of one forward that is very similar to maybe Richarlison but I say Richarlison's maybe technically a lot better (laughs) it seems but then he does something like that where he just lashes it with his left foot out of nothing and then you think cool there's something inside this boy you know there's a reason that he was 72 mil I do just worry that we're just going to get it's going to be a bit like maybe like I'm not I can't think of a good example. I'm just going to say a dammer where everyone wants to unlock the obvious potential, but you just can't quite get to it. Mm. And then maybe we get to like 27, 28 and you're like, maybe this is it. Maybe we're actually just fishing for something that isn't there. He's just a moments guy. Yeah. But then I just feel like, why does every manager choose him? Every manager does has chosen him since he's been at Chelsea. So he must be doing something right. There must be something there. But yeah. He's clearly good. He's just wildly inconsistent and strange. But whatever, scored scored the winner, so probably shouldn't slay him. <laughs> we're not very kind to Chelsea, are we, on this pod? Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joseph. We uh, nah, we're going to try and do we're better. Not, are we? Although we're very pro Reese James and Mason Mount, so we're not too bad. Yeah. Here we go. Bit of praise. Graham Potter. When he took over, Chelsea had one point from two games, and it looked like they were at risk of not qualifying. They are now top of the group, and are very likely to qualify in top spot. So, massive credit to them. Absolutely. Massive credit to Potter. Absolutely. Like, turned it around completely. Is the it... double header against AC Milan was super impressive. Some some help from referees in one of the games, but overall, just I feel like they would have won anyway. Outplayed them. You know what I mean? Such was the form. Exactly. The two nights. Three wins, one draw so, in yeah. the Champions League since he's taken over. Is it too soon for Potterball? Props, mate. I think Potterball might be Props, a thing. He... Possible posterisms. There's a lot to work with from a journalistic perspective. He is just a good manager, though. Like it's evident because he just does things. He doesn't just stick to one thing. He actually thinks about what he's doing, and then he changes things if they're not working. So yeah, but do you think like Potable is in the defined style as per like Contable, a brand of football? Are we? Is it too soon? Could be to say that he is a kind of a, a brand manager. That a bit like Bielsa, he has a type of football now. You know, the wing-back systems, for example, it's unique to Potter at the moment. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. The like, the up. wing-backs being... They, they don't just cross over. They're like the they're actual side. forwards. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I mean... Possible. It's really yeah. annoying. He's going to be gagging On for it On the wider scale, years. Todd Bowley, it just seems like everything he's doing has been proved right. And it's actually starting to piss me off, to be honest. So, Todd, <laughs> stop it, all right? Otherwise, this all-star game is going to kick off next year. And everyone's going to be like, it's a brilliant idea. Todd was right. Like, I can't have this guy being the messiah. But all the decisions he's made since taking over are all kind of bearing fruit. And there sounds no, no, no signs of him stopping. I don't know if you've seen all the backroom changes and technical directors coming in he's just cherry picking all the best ones across continental football so the Don mate he's the Don it's a bit annoying to be honest I need he knows what he knows what he's doing he does he really does look we all we all laughed but who's laughing I'd like now I'd like, <laughs> I'd like a Todd in front of Liverpool mate nine new players oh, in January I thought that was a Nigel Farage <laughs> you know when he was in the EU thing I thought you were doing that Oh no! You all laugh. That would have been better. Who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> what a bastard! Fuck it up. Goodness me! Yeah. Let's clip that. Shut up my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's enough praise for Chelsea. Should we take a quick break and come back and cover the two? 
Yeah, let's do it. Welcome back from the Backseat Football Podcast. We're going to run through the final two games. We've done it again. We, we, this is the second time now in two pods that we haven't been able to come back in from the break correctly. This is it's a standoff, mate. Honestly, it's the schedule, mate. We're getting fatigued. You know, this World Cup's ruined, ruined podcasters as well as footballers. Cause yeah, mate. <laughs> the, stakes, the stakes are coming in now. I just, I need, I need that winter break to come. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot have Qatar. <laughs> the slap bang. This, this every three day shit. It's tiring, man. It's Nothing brutal. new to say half the time. No, you know, I mean, you must be sick of us because I'm sick of us. Trust. <laughs> who, who, who even listens at this point? It's, it's too much. It's too much content. Can't. Too much content. No, we're on our last legs. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, more is good. more. That's always been the more philosophy. That's true. This is true. This is one of our kind of ethos. It's more is more. So yeah, let's shove it down their throats, Jack. Tottenham won. Sporting Lisbon <laughs> won. I dare say this might be my most favourite game out of all the four. Most certainly the most entertaining from just a what the fuck is going on perspective. Um, yeah. Some good talking let's, points. Uh, let's Treats. start with a goal from Marcus Edwards. Let's start with a real highlight. Because that was a great finish, wasn't it? He's done it again. He's done it again. Narrative engine is working strong in this in this meeting, isn't it? Like he terrorised him in the first game, he's terrorised him again. Same headlines today and tomorrow. You know, how could they let him go? He's come back to haunt them all this shit. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true. Might even be the only two goals he scored this season. We don't even know. But every time we see him play, he looks bloody good, doesn't he? He looks damn good. And look, I think Tottenham have dropped a ball, let him go. We know that it was a bit more complicated than that. And he probably pushed to leave just as much as anything else. But regardless, they're, they're not exactly blessed in bringing through players in recent years. It's basically Harry Kane. And then Harry Winks, you know, Oliver Skinner. Oh, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it goes oh. from good to mm, really quickly. And you feel like Marcus Edwards could sit between those two groups. So drop the ball on that one. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. He looks so aggressive as an attacker and so just hard to play against. Yeah. Uh, he was ter- he was honestly dire. was dire. Had a terrible game yesterday as well. Dyer is so rubbish. Like, not only is he rubbish <laughs> at defending, but he's now he's now he's now like diring the shit out of the front as well. Like he had two headers, two headers oh, that were like so easy. And you think like, what? Oh, my days. What's the one thing you can guarantee of Dyer is that he can head the ball because he just gets his big forehead on it and he just levers it in both directions. Not always in the right direction, mm. but he can get his mm. head on stuff. And yeah, he's just that's the real reason Tottenham haven't won. Forget about VAR. Eric Dyer's the reason. Yeah, he's just exactly. Rubbish. Exactly. Eric Dyer should have had two chances, really, didn't he? That yeah. header. I saw Harry Kane. Like Harry Kane couldn't believe it. Harry Kane would have put that away with a plum. Straight. Anyone would have put that away, mate. Yeah, Anybody yeah. in the world. It's almost like I've in the small amount of times I've played football, like I've done that where you kind of basically just don't commit to the header and it skims off your head because you're too scared yeah. to like put your head through it. It just looked like that, honestly. Honestly, I expect more, Dyer. I expect more. You're going to go charging in the stands now? Little pussy boy. <laughs> I don't expect anything more, mate. This, uh, this is his nah. level. He is a relegation quality player. That's, that's probably I think a bit if harsh. He was at, yeah, if he was at Everton, but, 
you you know like swap him and Cody is probably no difference is there no like he's the same as Tyron Mings like he just does yeah. stupid stuff sometimes yeah and he just he's not he's not a ball playing defender by any stretch of the imagination either um, I think what he is is people, people have, me too people have struggled to know where to play him whether it's midfield defensive midfield centre back and like they'll they'll get tricked and they'll think oh he's so versatile he's so good but no, what it means is that he's just a bit rubbish and you don't know where to put him. That's actually what's happened here. It's like everyone else, you never look at like, I don't know, Gabriel or like Ben, well, ben White is a bad example, Virgil van Dijk and you're like, hmm, why don't we try him at defensive midfield? Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, you like, you know where mm. you play them because they're good. You don't mess around with it. Him, you try and work it out. You're like, maybe a two at the back, maybe a three, maybe defensive yeah. midfield. You don't know because he's, he's always just a bit rubbish. Yeah, it doesn't matter what what you put him out as. It just makes you wonder how has he got away with this for so long? He's had a bloody he is, career out he, of it. He has been at Spurs for a while now. When you think how good his career's been, can, like compared to how average he is, he's done so well. He's got so many caps for England as well. And, uh, he's going to the World Cup as well. Get, yeah, sure. this is what I'm worried about. This is really what I'm worried about. Like he is actually going to go to the World Cup, isn't he? Shocker, shocker, shocker. But I mean, not the most shocking event that happened yesterday. Uh, let's talk about their first goal, the one that actually was allowed. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, I can't um, even remember what it is right now. I've just, I'm just thinking corner? about Eric Dyer and he's pissing me off. Yeah, it was a corner. Yeah, it was a corner, wasn't it? it was ah, yeah, it was fine. Benton Kerr. So the, the goal, he was having yeah. a really good game overall. Um, he was he was getting worked. When Spurs came out for the second half after Conte had shouted at them, their yeah. goalie, Adan, had a lot of work to do and he was making some great saves. But yeah, he just got lost in all the bodies for this corner. He's very weak and he just, he got lost. He drowned amongst all the Spurs players. He was looking for a foul, him. wasn't he? He was looking for he someone was. just to knock him over. I was so surprised he, he didn't get... get it, to be honest. What, you mean a foul? foul? Yeah, well, he just didn't, he didn't do enough, did he? He, he kind of just went in for it, but it was so half-hearted. Like, go through the man and then somehow come off worse is the way to get All I'm going to say is Edward Mendy got a foul for less than that against West Ham. <laughs> I love I love Facts. how you pick this out. You know what I mean? Got no association with that West Ham game, but that's how much it rankles. <laughs> it was scandalous, mate. It was scandalous. That's scandalous. the real reason Mendy got dropped. Because that was too much. Even Chelsea were like, bro, that is yeah. that I is mean, that, scandalous, mate. You've ruined our brand here. You can't that, do that actually was scandalous. You're right. He should have got a free kick if if, if Mendy got one for that foul. Fuck me. Exactly. Um, but they can have no complaints really, I thought, when you look at replays in all honesty. He just got to the ball and headed it, and the goalie was just arms and legs, about two right, feet away. On. So let's do it. Let's get to oh, the main event. <laughs> I've let's been waiting. Oh, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say now, Spurs fans, I generally I feel for you. <laughs> this is most one of the most <laughs> bullshit calls I think I've ever seen. Uh, maybe since you got a bullshit call against Man City the first time VAR was implemented in that famous second leg victory the Etihad. I think it's on par with that. Um, I mean, I feel yeah. for you. I feel for you. The celebration. The celebrations. Oh, the celebrations. Oh, it, <laughs> I feel like just for the moment alone, for it to be that marginal is is unacceptable to disallow it. Like, it's unacceptable. Mm. It, I'm pretty sure it was it onside, is. firstly. It was such a good goal. It was like the drama, the emotion. It's a joke. Like, it's Spurs have been robbed. They've been absolutely robbed. Like, no one was calling for it to be offside. There was, there was no appeal. 
from what I could see. The the lizard no, actually mean. crumbled on the floor. They he, he they knew. had all given up. Yeah, they'd all given up. To be honest with you, it's like it's like being a massive party pooper, isn't it? You know, just let it go. No one was questioning it. There was no appeals, like you said. I'm just looking at the picture of it now to see if I can try and make sense of that. Why this was offside? Yeah, it's like maybe his kneecap is offside. Maybe doesn't look like it, but maybe. But you just think like that is that he's is behind the ball though. Right, yeah. I'm even looking at he's it behind now. The ball. He's behind the ball. He's behind the ball, Harry Kane. All replays suggested it was fine. I'd... It's weirder that it's not fine, I'd say. It's just how. How have they come to that decision? Why? For something so marginal. Yeah, honestly, I, oh, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I think it's a robbery. I think Conte is right to be to be pissed off, to be honest. Yeah, mate. Sent to the stands. Red card for Conte. Standards. He's not coming back, Spurs. You got what you wanted. He's not coming back. I wouldn't be surprised if he tenders his resignation. He was livid. He didn't even. He answered one question in his in his uh, press interview and then just walked out. I mean, he's this volatile. It's a piss take. This might push him over the edge. I mean, to be fair, in a more broad sense, the crowd were turning on Conte in the first half. There was a lot of booing. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was getting quite bad, which sounds ridiculous because they've done so well. Like, they're top of their group still in the Champions League. Are they in the top four still? I think they must still be in the top four in the Premier League. They had the best start ever yeah. to the season. But people aren't happy. And it just shows that when you be so turgid, it just it just doesn't sit right. Like, Crystal Palace fans are probably happier than Spurs fans right now. Which is mental because they actually yeah try because and play sometimes football. oh I don't know what it says really but I guess Conte is all about results whereas Tottenham traditionally haven't really you know they haven't been that competitive so style of football's always been important for them I think mean, mm-hmm. since Harry Redknapp era isn't it they've always been a swashbuckling team who we were just you know the underdogs whereas Conte's football is all about results grinding out wins any means necessary a bit like Simeone isn't it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's going to take some crossroads. Yeah, but then Conte's contract's up at the end of the season. I can't see Allegri surviving po- past this season. You know, maybe he will go back to mm, Juventus. That's, that's um, smart. At this point, yeah. it looks likely, but who knows what the second half of the season is going to throw up for them. God, imagine, imagine getting rid of Allegri and bringing in Conte. I mean, like, talk about just getting the same person in. I know that, <laughs> I know that it'll get better, but it's not, it's not a great change in direction, is it? It's not fab. <clears throat> it's not fab, but Juventus are. are we'll talk about them briefly uh, after Man City. But Juventus are fucked. <laughs> They're fucked. They are. They um, are. Which I honestly, I love it. Just because Agnelli, the the CEO or whoever he is, he's been so pro the Super League, and he's been banging the drum about the Super League and saying like, "Oh, these small teams, they don't deserve to be. We bring in the money." And then he just gets battered by all the teams that he's listed, like season after season, and it's phenomenal. Mm. So if the Super mm. League happens now, I think Ajax should be in it. I think Benfica should be in it. <laughs> I think Monaco should be in exactly. it. Exactly. Don't think Juventus yeah. should be in it on current form. I and wonder what, like, what uh, the seventh best team in Italy. Yeah. Should we invite I wonder what Juventus' well? CEO thinks of uh, Benfica. How dare Benfica beat them in the Champions League? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that got kind no of heritage, mate. They've got no heritage. Got no heritage, mate. Anyway, anyway, let's finish off. Let's finish off fucking Spurs and Lisbon. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they're still in a risky place, Spurs, especially with their patchy away form in the Champions League. There's no guarantee they even go through. They could Europa League it. Europa League it? Europa League it. I can't talk. <laughs> Europa League it. Bow, 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 bow. Europa League it. Europa League it. Words failed me there. Honestly, why would they make such a hard-sounding competition to pronounce? It's a joke. Yeah. I can't believe this. Let's have a look yeah, at their table right. real quick. So their table's nice. I think there's there's two or three points between them in in first and Marseille in last, and they have to go to the Velodrome. So if Marseille beat them, then I think they go above them. So it's spicy. And I think if Spurs fail to qualify for the next round, there's going to be mutiny, mate, amongst the Spurs fans. It's going to be mutiny. Yeah, Marseille need to win. Yeah, and they're playing and Spurs at the Velodrome. Oh, it's an absolute cauldron game. of noise. Goodness me, that is going to be beautiful to watch. Can't wait. Can't bloody wait. Right, fuck it. Let's go on to that final rubbish game. Man yes. City nil. Actually, no, that was wrong. Borussia Dortmund nil. <laughs> Man City nil. Um, I'm going to let you start here, Jack, because I haven't got much. I haven't got much. Yeah, I mean, look, there's basically only one thing to talk about and then just gushing over Bellingham. So it's just pretty low <laughs> on talking points. Both teams needed a, needed a draw to qualify in first and second, and they played like it. They were like, draw? Draw? Yeah, cool. All right, nice. And that's basically what happened. Yeah. Honestly, it was um, so boring to watch. So boring yeah, to watch. I watched City didn't have live. much in the way of chances. Dortmund had a few half chances, but... Aside from the penalty, which we'll get onto in a minute, not a lot happened. The only thing I liked was that the Dortmund team had Makoko, Adiemi, and Bellingham all in the same team, and Claudio Reda to a lesser extent. Just all these wonder kids, mate, just linking up. And I haven't seen Makoku start a Champions League game before, I don't think. And Adiemi was obviously the new signing they bought from um, Salzburg, aka the Harlem replacement. So it's just interesting, I have isn't to, it? Dortmund Sorry. are that club now and you know that within four years they're all going to be playing somewhere else and they'll have generated surplus 200 mil between them easy yeah 100 sh- I wish they could just win one Bundesliga to justify the whole project but I need to give a special shout out to Adiemi. he was so good he was really good in that first half not even just like his attacking output his defensive commitment was really 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 impressive actually on the right hand side and a lot of those breaks came on that right-hand side of him. Mukoko was so guilty of missing two massive chances in that first half that really could have changed the game. It almost mm. felt like Dortmund's game plan was just attack him from the first 30 minutes and then slowly sit back. By the end of the game, they were just all behind the ball and that it was a, it was boring by the end. Um, yeah, surprising from Mukoko because his his goal-scoring record is insane at like unders levels. It's like, you know where some numbers like boggle? Like Haaland currently his numbers boggle so it's like 50 goals in like 25 games or something stupid so he yeah you think he would score these goals but i guess it's it's different it's different but yeah yeah i mean pressure everyone expects on. him to be good. easy one of them really should have at least got it on target should have got it on target i read some um, nice rumors yeah. about liverpool sniffing around with cuckoo so let's do it Let's raid them. Bring <laughs> yeah, it in. You need another bloody attacker. One thing you've got no, is enough mate, attackers. We don't need it, but we, we want it. We desire it, so let's do it. We need more youth, mate. Get Jude. Get Jude. Get you know Jude mate. answer to all your problems. Oh, no chance. FSG would do that. They would yeah. never put in so much cash. 
We haven't got much nice to offer Dortmund, it? really. On to transfers between Liverpool and Dortmund. Segway. Emre Chan gave away a penalty. Emre Chan is also 28, which is weird, right? Feels like it's been around really for a long weird. time. What? Which no means way. he's got another five, six years. Probably, yeah. What? I thought he was How at least old? 31. How good is Emre Chan? How old is Emre Chan? What even is Emre Chan? It's just a concept. It's hard now, isn't it? Sometimes I think he's brilliant. Sometimes I think he's not. He's a bit... Maybe he's... He's he's like Eric Dyer. Maybe he's the the German Eric Dyer. Because he plays centre-back. He plays defensive mid. No one's sure exactly where to put him. Sometimes he's good. Then he two-foots Mares and gives away a penalty. Maybe he's the German Eric Dyer. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to say you can put him in, in the Eric Dyer territory. Like for Juventus as well, just like, is he a good player? I can't quite figure yeah. it out, to be honest. Like, he seems good. Always, he's very competitive. He'll always but, have that, that bicycle kick against Watford. He'll always yeah, have that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking that was nice a peak. goal, to be fair. That was a yeah. peak. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right. I'll be Let's honest. I thought I thought it was unlucky, the penalty. I thought I, I actually thought Mahrez almost dived. Not almost. I think Mahrez, Mahrez dived. I think yeah I think Morris definitely made a meal of it but there was contact the of all the things that have been given for penalties at least this yeah, one was yeah, an yeah. actual foul thing is as well is like Emre can you not see the referee just like yards away are you not just gonna you really just gonna go sliding in like that <laughs> do you know the what I mean German Eric Dyer why? pure tribute why 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 he's got to help in. himself mate he, he I remember from Liverpool he was a bit rash sometimes he did some rash things I liked him, but you're never totally sure about him. Yeah, I didn't realise he was so young when he joined you. He was only 20. It's because yeah. he's always looked so old, isn't it? So he's always a grown-up man, straight away. Handsome grown-up man. Mm-hmm. Great he's hair. He's deceived us. Yeah, he's got great hair. Right, Mares, penalties. Is it a problem? He's rubbish at penalties. We've been saying it for a while. <laughs> he's rubbish. <laughs> like, he's rubbish at penalties. That is, I think I that's undisputable. He's rubbish. I don't know what's happened. After he missed the last one, before this one, surely there would have been a conversation at the training ground, like, Riyad, you sure you want to continue taking penalties, mate? Yeah. Um, I mean, we know that Haaland is now the, the designated penalty taker, but surely they could think of someone else. I mean, anyone, anybody. Cancelo. KDB. Yeah, Akanji. Edison. I'm sure Edison's good at pens. Yeah. It was a really bad pen as well. Just the right. It, it was rubbish. Right place and height, wasn't it, for the goalie? Yeah. Wasn't in no the corner. Nice height. Obvious. Just terrible. And yeah, fun stats. Mores. He's taken 32 penalties for City. He's missed 10, which means the first 69%. So he's missed, he's missed a third, basically. And for context, the average in the Prem is about 75 to 80% as a sort of strike rate, depending on who, what period you're looking at. So he's at least 10% below the average. And interestingly, City have exactly the same conversion rate as Mahrez. So since Pep's took over, Man City have had the most penalties of all Premier League teams. And they have 180, which is a lot. And they've only converted 55. So again, they miss a third of all the pens they get. So not only have they got oh. the most, but they managed to miss the most, which is ridiculous. I suppose that makes sense if you have the most, but... Yeah. What does it mean though? Fuck. Like, I don't know. Why is Pep? Why is Pep allowing this when he's like so crazy about detail and about precision and about? He looked pretty pissed stuff? yesterday though. 
he looked really yeah. pissed with, with it all so and then with Pens he's just a... like he's got to be aware of these records you know just be like who who has the best conversion rate just stack the penalty takers in that order or even better just spend a whole afternoon doing pens and just record who scored the most and then just mm. rank them like that just give it to Haaland come on just let him stat pad no probs yeah. I mean yeah it has to be or KDB yeah. I mean come on guys it's not like they're short of takers it's this is the thing though with Man City like this is their biggest worry it's like oh we missed quite a few penalties <laughs> oh boo fucking who but they you also get it. a lot so this is the level of jeopardy that we're dealing with when we talk about City so fair play yeah. it, was, it was it was a good performance from Dortmund I thought they more than matched City and yeah they're very good orange. defensively but I think a draw suited both of them as well so probably didn't yeah, mate. push that hard pre-agreed predestined yeah, um, me too. Very I know Jude Bellingham watch. He's just so good. So good at football. Probably too good for Liverpool at present, which is sad for me. But mm. we can dream. We can hope that our lovely red kit and our heritage and our history is enough to entice him to not look at the, the sort of rubbishness. If he goes to Madrid, it's game over for everyone in Champions League for like 10 years. It's just game over. Yeah, because that'll mean they've adequately replaced... Yeah. Camavinga, Bellingham, two of any. They've adequately replaced the Modric, Casemiro, Cruz axis perfectly. Arguably, the ceiling's higher, isn't it? From what we've seen, which is crazy to think. Maybe Modric, oh, like, is is the pinnacle, is the crown in that in that trio. Yeah. But, but arguably, learning from Modric and Cruz as well. Oh, I forgot there. This is why I think that's naughty. This is why I think Bellingham has this is a high chance he goes to. To Real Madrid, just because that for a midfielder, that prospect. Oh, I don't know. And yeah, like, imagine also, if you went, right? Hear yeah. me out. He right. could also play next to Henderson every week, and he could learn <laughs> from the yappy dog Henderson <laughs> and become an absolute general. Oh, he would have three months, and he'll be telling Henderson what to do in that midfield. I tell you, like, yeah, he, he was getting pissed yeah. off last night. I love that about Jude Bellingham because, like. He demands so much from his teammates, but he's also one of those players that usually makes the right decision anyway. So it's hard; you can't really give it back to him. You know, he sets yeah. such an example. On, on, on fuck, he's fucking eighteen. I'm, just, I'm so inadequate compared to Jude. It's it's hard. I think, I it's think hard he might be twenty now. Talk about it. If it makes you feel better, I think he's twenty now. I think he's no longer a teenager. Mate, he's not. I swear to God, he's he's nowhere near. I think he's. Max has been around for a while, mate. He can't be 17 forever. Yeah, 16. Yeah, he's 19, dude. Fuck. You say he's been around forever. That's because he's been around since 16. Like, (laughs) he was bossing it in the championship at 16. For fuck's sake. They retired his shirt. So, joke. Fucking general Jude. It'd be nice to see him in the Prem, though. I hope he joins us. That's all I'm saying, mate. Because he is, right now, he's the best Wonder Kid that's available. Because it's basically him, Foden, or Pedri, I'd say, who are the best. Luciala. Luciala, yeah. And of all of those, he's the only one that's viable. The rest are locked down. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Barcelona completely implode, which is unlikely. Well, you know, since we're wrapping up this game, I think it'd be an ample opportunity to talk about Barcelona's misfortunes uh, and Juventus to an extent as well. But yeah, yeah, Barca are fucked. Um, to summarise that, it's they have no money. Rev. 
they expected to get to the quarters. They budgeted with these levers with the expectation of getting to the quarters. So you can imagine going to the Europa was was not an option going into this Champions League group stage. And my, my, my. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure the prize money for winning the Europa League is like oh, a mil. So. Oh, it's, it's, it's incomparable, isn't it? It's nothing. And now it's they get all those lovely trips to, uh, you know, Azerbaijan. Montenegro, Iceland, mm. it's lovely. Mm-mm-mm. Glamour, the glamour tour of the Europa the glamour League glamour tour. And, you know, the cherry on top is that extra pair of fixtures that <laughs> they have to play. Um, so good. Yeah, so, you know, what I wanted to kind of bring up is Juventus also follow them into Europa League. And that's two of the three Super League clubs that will be falling out of the Champions League before they even reach the knockout stage, which suddenly it makes sense why they want the Super League to be honest yeah. with you I mean Barcelona are basically banking everything on the Super League happening or something happening because they've gambled their future completely like it's gone now the future's fucked yeah so well this is it this is why they gave happening. away their La Liga rights because yeah. I think a part of them anticipates that there's going to be a replacement for La Liga at some point but or they're not going to participate or something but it's all fucked man imagine like hinging it on you know kind of dodgy deals and Oh, it's just like they're, they're banking everything on what could potentially happen. Yeah, they've put it all on red, and it's it's not looking good currently. It's not looking it's, good, bro. I mean, unfortunately, I think the the Premier League is very likely to become the Super League in one form or another because the money disparity is getting a bit unpleasant. But it is the reality when you have like Atletico Madrid players go to Forest and not not the ones they want to get rid of, like first teamers. Mm. That's mm. when you see the severity and like Barcelona are not going through, Juventus are not going through. It's just not looking that good for teams outside of England anymore. Like Dortmund are not going to win it, are they? It's only what Bayern, PSG, Real Madrid, and that's basically it. And then On the four English, English teams, teams that go through each year. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. It's almost becoming a bit of a closed, it's becoming a bit of a private members club, isn't it? Champions League knockout rounds. Yeah, exactly. So there's no jeopardy. That's why people get so excited about Club Bruges and stuff like that because it's like it's just a nice change, see something new. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see a bit more of diverse winners. I mean, up until to be fair, up until Real Madrid won it four times in a row, no one had won it more than well, no one had ever won it twice in a row. Yeah, Real Madrid really skewed the whole thing. I still wouldn't be surprised if they win this year. Me Real, Real Madrid are one of them teams I mean it's the combination of Carlo Ancelotti who's won it the most of any manager with the team mm. that's won it the most so. and they're not exactly a slouch they're, their team's unreal still yeah it's not to be scoffed at is it Real Madrid another Real Madrid Liverpool final revenge revenge time I always say revenge I said it last year didn't go very well <laughs> it turns out uh, I can now understand why we lost that final because the way we started this season it's not like this happened overnight. We we were declining for a while. You were declining on the back end of last season. You guys were declining pretty hard. Yeah, like the fall so, off was happening anyway. It's not um, a surprise. No, no. All right, it still hurts though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the stats from that fucking game. It was like XG for you guys was like two point two. Theirs was not point six eight. Like Courtois, just wonder game from Courtois, wasn't it? Yeah, sad times. Anyway, we, we move, mate. We won't read it. We move. We move. We move. And with that, I think we're done, Jack. We're only it's a wrap. Page, isn't it? It's a wrap. It's a bloody wrap. 
as I say, the fatigue's kicking in now, so you know you're gonna have to figure out to make the mistakes creeping in. I might call it a Europa League next week. Who knows? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> um, but we'll be back on the weekend as we continue summarising the PL till we break up from the World Cup and uh, announce some news about our presenting lineup for the World Cup that is going to rival BBC, ITV, and any large, other mate. major broadcaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's not Roy Keane. So, we'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> cool if it was, though. <laughs> It'll be fucking cool if it was Roy Keane. <laughs> it's Patrick Bamford, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late, Patrick, mate. Uh, yeah, it's not too late. It's not too late. But yeah, alright. God bless. Oh, yeah. Take See care. See you later. Yeah, in a bit. <laughs> <laughs>